Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to the show. Well, that intro ought to be getting your groove on here. (laughs) So it's so good to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Thank you all so very, very much for all of the support you give us, for all of the great emails you send to us. Even when you want us to change the way we do things or do things a little bit better, love, love, love getting the feedback. Um, If it wasn't for you, I will tell you I wouldn't do this show. It is all of you out there that tune us in, turn us on, have been doing this since 2003, that we support you in every step you take in the journey that you choose to have in this world. So we want to thank you for doing that. We've got a great show for you tonight, but let me start off with a very profound and deep question. Now, you got to be ready. you got to be ready for this one. Profound and deep. What do Charlize Theron and Sandra Bullock have in common? Think about it for a minute. Charlize Theron and Sandra Bullock, what do they have in common? Here it is. They are both single parents. And they are not the only people that are out there as single parents. Most of us understand what it's like to grow up in a single parent family. But how can we get to understand you know, how to be single parents with a difference. What does this mean? What does that term even mean? What are the myths around it? What is the stigma around it? And how are people like my very special guest tonight changing the landscape of this? Tonight, you're going to hear from Glenna Rice and Brandon Watt about single parenting with a difference. What does that mean? Why is it that we have put such a stigma on being a single parent. Definitely, you would have asked me, we had a rocking time as kids from a single parent family. And there were a lot of things we learned. But what is it about today, in today's society? You know, what can we learn about this way of loving and living with ki- with our kids that makes such an amazing difference in their lives? So today, we're going to look under the rock and see what may or may not crawl out. But today's show is to help everyone out there, whether you're a single parent or not, have a new appreciation for what that journey has been like. Thanks to my friends uh, joining me here today, Glenna Rice, as I said before, and Brandon Watt. Glenna is someone that has created and dedicated her life, her amazing work, uh, into helping all of us understand how the how we 
each in our families can create something extraordinary with our children. You know, what is it about ourselves that she has been able to shine the light on? And what is it about the family structure that she has so brilliantly and beautifully learned about living in the world of infinite possibilities that simply, simply transforms the energy, the perspective, and the outcome of family life? She's joining us here today as someone that is part of the Access Consciousness team and, you know, has taken such a brilliant, beautiful message out there as she facilitates many of the classes and helps people globally tap into what it means to make a difference. What do you as a parent know? That's one of the questions. But what do your children know? There are so many things we're going to talk about today. But I guess the question really becomes, you know, what are we willing to do about change? Are we really ready to make and create that difference? And how do I do that? How do I do that in my life with my family? And how do I make sure that I'm on the right path? Brendan Watts joining me here today, a totally different dad, redefining what it means to be a father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to him. I'm telling you right now. His approach to parenting is one of empowerment, choice, contribution, and question. Today, we're going to get to explore what these two amazing people know about living from a place of empowerment and choice, as opposed to a place of restriction, constriction, rules, regulations, and arbitrary discipline. Wow. Welcome you both to the show. I am so happy to have you both here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, we're going to have such a blast with this. I, and, I, and I think I, where I want to start in the question is, uh, Glenn, I want to start with you a little bit. And, you know, I would like to kind of tag team uh, over some of these questions, which means cool. I'd really like to hear from, from you, Glenna, and also from you, Brendan, about this. Uh, you know, I want to start with the thing that I said earlier at the top. What do Charlize Theron and Sandra Bullock have in common? And I don't know. We could say oh, they both won an Academy Award. But no, that's not what's in People Magazine these days about them, right? You know, we're talking about them. These are two women that have children and have done this in their own way. So, Glenna, what are some of the situations, the judgments, the conclusions that people make about single parents and even even these people that are celebrities? You know, what are some of the, the bumps that they have to bump up against as well as what you and Brendan have to bump up against in this world. Wow. Yeah, there are so many um, decisions out there or mm-hmm. points of views about what a single parent is that really can limit you as a single parent if you buy into them at all. Um, just that it's, you know, as a single mother, the amount of work you have to have, that you're all alone is a big one, that you're doing it all by yourself, that you don't have the help you need. Um, and for me as a single parent, I, this is not something I planned in my life. It's like, uh, Sandra Bullock, I believe, didn't plan her single parenting either. If I no, she story. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, it wasn't, I didn't know that their father wasn't going to be helpful in part of their lives. Um, I didn't know I wasn't going to be getting child support. That was something that when the divorce first happened, I was assuming was going to show up. And those things didn't show up. And I had to really look at this and step outside the box totally of what being a single parent was because it was one, something I didn't ever want to be or choose to be. Well, somewhere I chose it, but it wasn't something I was, you know, choosing when I was having my children. And to really step outside of 
all of those points of views about how hard it was going to be with the money situations, um, to be able to take three kids to school every morning and make it work for me. I had to start asking for the contribution of everything around me to contribute um, to my life and what I wanted to change. And I had to also continue to choose for me and what I wanted to create and not stop my life um, with those points of views in place. Well, exactly. I mean, and, you know, it's funny we're using the word choose, which is kind of fascinating. You're right about Sandra Bullock, right? I mean, I don't think in her wildest dreams she thought that she would be on this journey as a single parent. You know, Charlize, from what I understand, knew that that's what she wanted to do. But I I, I think that is a perfect way to set the conversation up. I mean, you know, when we're talking about this uh, and we're talking about the choices we make, Brendan, from your perspective, you know, what's your What's your view of this? What are some of the things you've had to kind of push beyond? Well, well, I guess it started with, you know, becoming a <clears throat> quote unquote single parent. Mm. I, I, I bought into so many points of view around me that it was like, okay, this is going to be hard, and you know, I'm going to have to give this up, and I'm going to have to give that up, and <clears throat> there was all this stuff, and I, and I, I went, wait a minute. Is this really how it has to be, or is there something else possible here? And it was really, like Glenna said, starting to ask questions and go, you know what, what's going to work for me here? You know, what's going to work for me, and what contribution can I be here? What contribution mm-hmm. can everyone else be here? And and really finding that with, with coming across the tools of access, I was like, wow. And from that moment, everything started to change. So it was like, and it is all in that question rather than I can't do it or this is going to be hard. It's like, you know what, here I am. I'm not, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best not to judge me and, and, you know, and asking those questions. So, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I mean, it's interesting because uh, there are many, many ways you can become a, a single parent. And there are also many ways, like in my case, you become a child, that is being raised by a single parent. You know, in my case, my mother passed away when I was very young. And so, you know, there are many, many ways. But, it, you know, it almost, it's almost as if it doesn't matter. You know, there's still this idea of, oh, you're the single parent. Now, like if you're my dad and you come from a, an Italian, you know, the, the back in the old country family, and there you are, you better make sure that above anything else that you're doing, dude, that you're looking for a new wife because can't possibly work out. Aren't we still having some of that these days? Yeah, and like yeah. you said, it's like with the kids, um, it's like you can't, you can't break them, and they do get, they do get this. It's like, okay, this... Like I said to my son, I was like, okay, this isn't working for me. So, you know, I can't live with your mum anymore and stuff. And he's like, okay, dad. And it's like he just <laughs> wanted he wanted the most for me and he wanted me to be happy, number one. And it's the same with me as it's like I grew up in, in a – with single parents. And it was like – and looking back on it, there was nowhere where I went, oh, man, I wish, I, I wish they would have been together. It was I- like – one of the things I've seen with kids is so much is they just want us to be happy. Yeah. Glenna, how about you? And, you know, this is going to, I love, you know what, I so love that we have both the female and the male perspective on this show, right? Yeah. Right? Because each of you carries your own sort of perceived stigma around this journey. You know, from your point of view, Glenna, I mean, seriously, 
Um, were you encouraged to go out and, you know, get that partner and make sure that there's balance? I'm pretty sure you hear about that still. <laughs> it's funny because um, most of my friends and definitely my kids did not put that out on me, but my, my parents, who are still married, I did not come from a single-parent family, my mother still has that point of view, or she has the point of view that their father should still be helping me, and I try to, you know, it's like, Mom, yes, he should be helping me, but he's not, and he will not, and that's not a place I can go to, because that's not something he's choosing to be or to change, and I, couldn't, I can't go down that rabbit hole with her, but she has this point of view, and if I go out on a date, it's always, oh, hmm, hmm, you know, what would that guy be like, and I don't, and from from my point of view, from who I be, a relationship is not something that I, I mean, I know that that doesn't work for me. And that's not something I'm looking for or choosing right now. I'm creating this huge, amazing life full of all sorts of things and traveling all over the world. And that's not something I am looking to complete my life with. Yeah. So, you know, I love about this is, you know, and I want to ask this question. I want to ask this question because we've got so much to talk about. It's so, it's so juicy. Uh, you know, I want to I, I want to kind of talk, Brendan. I want to talk to you for a minute because, Glenna, you know that, or at least it's perceived. Let's just talk about a big point of view that we have in our pop culture, right? You know, a lot of the times we talk about women that are single parents, correct? I mean, right. that's sort of you know the light we shine on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. heaven forbid that we get a guy show up as a single parent, and still in parts of this country. That's still a crazy idea. I think where I live in Seattle and Washington State, for the most part, you know, this state broke through early on with the dads, you know, walking around Green Lake with their kids. Right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But like here we are, uh, Brendan. I mean, you, you know, we don't have a Charlize or a Sandra for your gender right now. I mean, the closest I think we can come right now is like Elton John, right? Oh well, that's Elton's good. That's that's yeah, fine. <laughs> but is it? This is like this conversation about is it? Has it been different for you? Yeah, it, yeah, it, and it is, and that's why. I mean, I love um, you know working with Glenna and doing what we do because it's it's great to have that different point of view on like you know what's going on with men and what's going on with women because it, it can be different, and it's like what I saw. What I saw for me was I, I looked at, okay, what would I like to choose? Like, what would I like to have as a parent? And part of that was having my son shared custody, um, you know, and doing things like that. And it's like for guys out there to know that is possible, to know to actually go, you know what, I'd like to have this. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to spend this much time with my kid. I'd like to have a different reality. It's like to show them that it actually is possible has been has been a great gift for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of men don't think they have, that they're capable of raising the children on their own. Like that's kind of the woman's job. I mean, even if it's not spoken about, yeah. it's still an underlying um, point of view that they have. And, you know, watching Brendan with his son, we travel around and we'll show up in, you know, different parts of the world at workshops and he'll bring his son or I'll have my kids with him. Watching him um, be with his son and everything that's required and, that, you know, that his son requires, he's right there for just as, you know, it, it's not the kids. How do I want to put this? He's just as able, in a million different ways and in a million different ways, to be there for his son and to meet right. everything the son requires. And it's amazing to watch. And the son doesn't have a point of view. There's his parent. There's his dad. 
he needs to, you know, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go. I'm going to the beach. I need to have my swimsuit. Da 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 da. And he's just right there and multitasking, just like I am, with yeah, all the other and things guess, we're doing in class. And that's a great. Thank you for that, Glenna, because it's like as dads, they buy into that point of view. It's like, well, I can't do that. That's a mother's job. I can't, you know, do all of these these little things that a child may require because that's a mother's job. And it's like, I guess I. I wasn't willing to to buy into that. It was like I knew I knew from the moment he was born how to be a parent, and you what mm-hmm. you required of knew all these things. So it's like, what if what if as dads you just went, hey, what do I know here? Right. And actually, and actually, um, acknowledged yourself for what you do truly know about how to be a father or a mother. Right. Because women mothers will do the exact same thing. I mean, as a single yeah. mom, I now had to have I had both roles, whatever the role of a father was, which I wasn't really clear on, but, you know, I knew what my dad did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was definitely became the breadwinner and the mother and, you know, and one that made the lunches in the morning and picked him up from school. I, do, I had to have both roles, and all of that was available to me. It wasn't like I had to learn something new. It was just like, wow, you know, how many lifetimes have I been a father in a different body? How, many, how much do I know and how much awareness do I have about... Um, all the fathers on the planet that I can pull from, you know, what's required here and what do my kids require that would have been done by their father or I thought should have been done by their father that now I had to do. And how could that be easy? And it really was easy and it really is easy all the time. It's not, by not having the point of view that I can't, it's not difficult to be that when I'm required to be that. You know, that is so, that is so well said in, in a lot of ways. And I just want to touch upon this because both of you are really hitting some very important points. You know, isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? And, and, and I can only talk about the pop culture here in this country for a minute there, uh, Brendan. And the yeah. reason, this is what I want to bring up. It's really interesting how people that don't come from, let's say, this walk of life or any other walk of life are very quick to say what's right for you and what's not right for you. And, you know, Glenna, you must know this. I mean, I'm even talking about the legal system. <laughs> right. Right? Right? You know, there's this body of uh, geniuses, right, sitting around somewhere and saying, uh, 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 they can't do that. They're not going to do a good job at that. I mean, do, do either one of you have experience with that where you have absolutely been told, you know what? This is going to be disastrous for your children. Brendan, what did they say to you? Yeah, well, I guess it's like as well, um, you know, I, I used to have, well, I still do have Nash sometimes for extended periods for, for you know, like a month at a time. And, and there'd be people saying to me, oh, well, he needs his mother and stuff like that. And it's like, is that actually true? Mm. And, or is he, does he know exactly what's going to work for him and know how to start creating creating that for him so and it's like and there's a million things out there there's books there's you know we watch movies there's you know like you said before there's people on the front page of every magazine being single parents and there's so many points of view about the right way to parent and the wrong way to parent rather than hey what's going to work for me and my child well, you know, from from a lot of different points of view, Glenna, and I want to ask you this question, and, you know, before we really jump in and talk about the kids in detail, um, uh, you know, the legal system, it, you know, I guess we could call it a point of view, 
although it's a point of view that has some rules and regulations that they can impose upon you uh, and the children. Why do you think we go through a system without even asking the kids what they want or or even looking at that? Are you talking about Mm -hmm. custody and timeshare and stuff? The legal system with me has been pretty much on my side and kind of Mm -hmm. perplexed by my their father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they do have a point of view that the kids should spend time with their father, and he was not willing to step up for that, and he didn't want to pay child support, and they were kind of aghast. (laughs) The best way the judge I could say the judge was with him, Um, and you know, there's only so much they can enforce with that. Um, But yeah, they don't. They don't tend to take, at least in California, it's pretty much, you know, a, it's by the book. There's, you know, this much time, this many days, this many hours, that's the amount of money that goes here, that's the amount of money that goes here. Both people get 50-50 is pretty much what they work out here. They right. Um, and they don't take the kids into consideration. Now, my children, like really early on, he was taking them for some weekends, and the kids did not like it. They did not enjoy it at all, and I don't know how much they contributed to it not working for them because it was boring at their dad's, the house was cold, they didn't like to go into the city, they had a million reasons why they didn't want to be there. Um, so they probably didn't make it easier on me or him because they didn't, yeah. they, and they still do not want to, do not like to go to their dad's house. They know, the, the youngest knows it's required. I have to go stay with dad, he's boring, but I have to spend some time with him, and he'll come and see her for a couple hours on a on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm totally on the kid's side for a lot of this because, you know, growing up, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Mm -hmm. the last thing that uh, that uh, any of my relatives wanted to to happen was to have me stay over for a weekend. That was like their worst nightmare, (laughs) Uh, you know, because I hit on a fire escape. I grew up in New York. I hit on a fire escape for eight hours and they couldn't find me, (laughs) Uh, you know, so. I mean, what the reason that we're having this conversation and kind of bringing it kind of full circle is because without this conversation, it doesn't open the door to see that there are other ways, that right. there are, are different ways and questions and things that can be brought to the forefront to really dispel a lot of the conversation about this. Let's address the question about the kids a, a little bit further if we could. Where do you think the idea comes from that the kids will be worse off? And, you know, we've heard this a lot. It doesn't matter. I mean, this could be a a domestic violence case. And you'll hear some strange language like the children are better off with both parents. Does anybody know where that comes from? Brendan, uh, you know, Glenn, I mean, where where do we get this stuff from? Well, I get I guess, um, I mean, some of the things with these parenting points of view, it's like, okay, so where did they come from? It's like, where did all these points of view about what what wasn't possible, where did they come from? And it's like, how much did, do people buy off their parents something that their parents bought off their parents and their parents bought off their parents? And it's like, and this point of view is created as a reality, but it's like, hey, what's going to work for me here? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes way back in, you know, the culture yeah. that we live in it's a long standing you know that there should be two parents and there should be these roles and if anything varies from that there's going to just be upheaval and chaos in the world <laughs> well i'm all for the chaos um, <laughs> <laughs> and for things to be different um I, that's 
you know that that I mean the 1950s it was huge in the, in America you mm-hmm. know that that whole story of the mother the father and the, you know 2.5 kids and that's the you know and, and that's the ideal like it's the dream it's what you're supposed to be doing when you show up on this planet that's what you should be doing you should be getting married having kids living in the suburbs and you know having a white picket fence and we're blowing that stuff out of the water oh absolutely yeah yeah, and, yeah. go ahead Brendan. How much, how much in those times where it was, you know, a lot of people did stay together. It's like, but there probably wasn't that many people that you could talk to and say, hey, are you happy? And get an honest yes. It's like, I think people are starting to be more willing now to go, okay, what would I like to choose? And when we get out of the place of, <clears throat> you know, we become single parents or our relationship isn't working, it's like, hey, you didn't fail. It's like he didn't fail. It might have worked for you for two years, for 10 years, for 20 years, but it's like what if you're not happy anymore? What if it was yeah. time to choose something that worked for you? What if there was no wrongness in, in, in the choice yeah. you're making? Nothing you've ever done has ever been wrong. And single parents are made wrong quite often in this reality, um, just that choice. And the children of single parents, the stigmas that are put on them is really interesting. I had a girlfriend who's an adult now, but she was – fine she was actually happy when her parents got divorced because the house was calmer and they were they didn't like each other anymore and and she was fine and she went to school and she had to do counseling and they told her all the things that were supposed to be wrong with her now that she had it didn't have a father in the house how tough it was supposed to be how sad she was supposed to be how horrible it was how tough on her mom it was going to be and how she didn't have a father around and she said that was the day i bought that it was actually true i never thought that before Mm. she was fine and, you know, she started doing, she does access, and she realized that she had bought all these points of views. And she goes, wow, yeah, my parents didn't get along. I was glad they weren't married anymore, and I could go to both their houses and have fun. Yeah, two Christmases. Right. <laughs> well, you know, this brings up a really interesting point about the, about the kids, about the children. Let's talk about this for a minute. Because, you know, there, yeah, you could turn the television on, flip the channels, whatever you want there are all different configurations right now of what quote family is right that's the beauty of this right now but then you know as a child here you are you get packed up your lunch sent and you go off to school and now you enter a world and it used to be worse than it is uh you know now it's a bit different because you're highly likely to find other kids <laughs> that have single parents Right. But there's still this feeling that goes on and this bullying that goes on in schools. And how do you, uh, or in communities, how do you both as parents deal with that? Uh, Glennie, you want to go first? Well, I haven't. My kids are quite extraordinary. And I haven't. they haven't been bullied or picked on by anyone um, mm-hmm. that I've seen. The little teeny bit wasn't about single parenting, being single at all, that my mm-hmm. daughter had in middle school. And she handled it. It with you know, she just said, "What would it take for that bully to go away?" <laughs> and the girl got expelled in about five days. So, <laughs> so they have amazing tools and abilities to negotiate school that it, that that surprises me. I would say that they're handling school much better than I could have ever done. And um, so I haven't seen that. They tend to though. They tend to have friends that are that are single that have single parents. A lot of the kids that come home that on play dates, their parents are separated. I don't know if it's just because there's quite a few of them at school or that tend, they tend to gravitate together because there's something in common about it. 
Well, and you know, this is what I'm going to really dig down and ask both of you. Um, you know, both of you have tools, you know, based on the teachings of access consciousness. And I want to have a conversation about that now. Um, and then we'll also tell folks about how they can connect with you and some of the teachings as well. But here's the question, I guess, for each of you. You know, prior to your awareness of access consciousness and 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 the tools that you have really uh, been able to embrace for yourselves and your family, you, you know, what has that change made in your lives? And so I guess what I'm asking is, you know, both of you are coming from a place where you do have this extraordinary platform. And, you know, access consciousness tools, which I hope each of you will talk a bit about. But there's something that you're bringing to the table that a lot of single parents don't have. And I really think it's important for us to talk to our listeners about what that is, how you came to know it, and what your vision is. So, Brendan, why don't you go first on that? Yeah, so <clears throat> so with the tools of access, I guess one of my, one of my things – I mean, for me, that has changed dynamically is getting out of judgment of me. Mm. Like every morning, I'd wake up and I'd just be like, oh, "I'm no good. I'm a loser. I'm a you know." There will be all this stuff, and it was like, and it was just killing me. And I came across the tools of access, and it was like, and things started changing dynamically with that. So it was like one of the tools that I like to offer, you know, parents, single parents out there, anyone out there who's listening to this is. What if you just tried for 10 minutes? So you know what? I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to judge myself for the next 10 minutes. And then maybe do it for 20. And it's like, and get out of that place of, 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 um, of judging you. It's like, because it's like, are you really, is, is it possible for you to really do anything wrong? So there was that. And, and I mean, and coming across the tools of access, like one of the things for me, I guess, was, I knew how to be me behind a closed door. I knew what that looked like. But as soon as I'd go out into public or anywhere else, I would start cutting off all these bits and pieces of me to fit in so that people could, you know, see me for something or or I could have friends or, or whatever it was. And it was like, you know what, what if we could just be us no matter what? Mm. So... With the tools of access, I mean, it all starts with the bars. I don't know um, if we've got time to go into this too. too oh, oh, yeah, we got plenty of time. I saved this whole hour. We're just gonna we're gonna just keep chatting here. Oh, I love it. Thank you. But it's like it started off for me with the bars. Like, like I said, I was waking up judging myself all the time, and and I got to a place where I was like, you know what, I life is just depressing to me right now. I really wasn't having any fun, and I made. I made the demand of, you know what, something has to change. And within um, two weeks, I'd found, I'd found this ad about access and, and got this girl to run my bars. And crying for an hour and a half and then walking out of that, walking out of that place and I just started laughing and I was smiling. And I sat in my car and from that moment, I knew that everything was going to be okay. Mm. And it was like, wow. And then it just went from there. Glenna, how about you? Well, I was, um, yeah, it's interesting. We haven't talked about the bars on, you may have some of the other access um, 
No, I think we should talk about them. We actually did a show where we had some people in the studio talking about the results they've had in their lives. So I think this is a great time to talk about them. Okay, yeah. So the the BARS is um, one of the first classes, foundational classes you can take, but there's also a bunch of amazing BARS facilitators in the Seattle area for listeners that are listening live and in that area. Um, And you can go on the Access Consciousness website and find BARS facilitators. I think there's like over 1,000 in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be twice that. Um, and there's people running bars now in 46 countries. 46 countries. So yeah. you can find someone anywhere almost. Um, Just, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's about an hour. Um, you're with the person. They, they're touching points on your head lightly that are getting – it's kind of like deleting the computer banks that are, you know, slowing down your system. Um, but it gets rid of all thought, feelings, and emotions, points of views that are sticking you and limiting you. And th- there's a peace and an ease that can happen after the bar sessions that are just extraordinary. Like what Brendan was talking about, him you know, crying during the session and then walking on the life and everything was different. Now, my story, I was, in, I was married when I found Access, and I was in a marriage that was not working for me, but I really wasn't seeing that. I was angry a lot of the time. I, it, my ex would come home from work, you know, and I'd done all this right, Pat. I'd, I'd, I'd done, you know, I'd married a doctor. He'd had his Ph.D. from MIT, and he was a doctor now. And I had my two kids, 2.5 kids. I even did better. I had three of them. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have a white picket fence, but I live in Marin, the best school districts in the world. My ex was making lots of money. You know, I'd made it. And I was angry all the time. I was not a happy person. And he would come home from work, and I would, like, chant to myself, don't get angry tonight, don't get angry tonight. And... um the garage door would open and I would be just, I would be angry. I'd be frustrated. I'd be on, in tears. I'd spend a lot of nights crying. And, you know, I asked a question, what would it take to not be angry? Um, and a few weeks later, someone who knew of Access Facilitator came into my physical therapy practice who hurt her back probably the same day I asked the question, which I find interesting looking back on it. And so through that, I, I found out about Access and got a session, and they did some of the clearing statements with me, asked questions, and I, things, I, I wasn't angry that night when I went home, and things felt so different. I had my bars run, I went to some clearing nights, and there were things that started changing, and there was a peace that I'd never had before. And then I asked, you know, what else, wow, what else in my life could be different? And my husband at the time asked for a divorce. And I was like, no, I could never do that. I couldn't be a single mom. I couldn't break up the family. I couldn't, I couldn't. I'm thinking this in my head, but at the same time, I was smiling and trying not to show him I was smiling because you're supposed to be really serious when someone's asking you for a divorce. <laughs> and I was trying not to giggle, and then my head started going, wow, I could do that? I could really do that. You know, it was probably within two weeks he was out of the house. Wow. And I, the anger, like 90% of my anger was gone. It was never mine. You know, I've talk, we've talked about who does it belong to. He's, he's still angry. He's an angry person that doesn't yell and scream all the time, but he's kind of seething constantly. It was his. When he left, my anger was gone. And I'd asked a question, what would it take to be, not, to be angry? And the universe just, this whole thing showed up that I could have never planned in a million years or seen coming. And the ease I've had since then is amazing. You know, I started taking every access class possible after that. You know, isn't it interesting, and Brendan, I want to talk to you about this now. I mean, Glenn, that is a beautiful example because, you know, if, if, I was talking about this today on my show. I had a show today, and I had a guest that didn't show up. 
And, you know, it's a strange thing, you know, as a host of a show and you're really planning it and, you know, you walk in and as you're in the studio, you find out, oh, your guest is sick. Well, life goes on. So what do you talk about? And it was interesting because I was talking about a number of different things today. Um, But one of the things that I was talking about was just this point of how we are influenced by other other individuals' emotions, other individuals' perspective on life, on life. And even without a conversation with them, you know, we get so immersed in the energy. And then we wonder why our lives are not well. And I think, Glenna, I think that's a bit what you're talking about. But yet there haven't been any tools up to this conversation and the work that Axis is doing to help us really figure it out. Uh, is that a correct statement, Brendan? Am I? Am yeah, I? Do I get definitely. that? It's like, and you said it perfectly because it's like, how much do we immerse our, ourselves in other people's realities? And it's like, and and you know, there's people that you care about. That it's like, how much sadness do you want? Would do you try and take out of their world? How much anger do you try and take out of their world? And things like that. It's like, how many of how many of you have um, have walked into a room? Nobody said a word. But you felt you could, you had that sense that something was up. So that's that whole thing of who does this belong to? It's like, and a great example for the parenting thing. So all these points of view that come up about about parenting. It's like you go to do something, and it's like, oh no, that it feels it feels light to you. It's like it's got something there, but someone ha- has this point of view that it's wrong. What if you just went, who does this belong to? What if none of them those points of view were even yours and what if that got you to a place where you could create from you could create your reality and what works for you i mean let's think about that for a minute and think about in the context of parenting um you know what if is a wonderful question uh and and honestly you know listening to you both and certainly some of the other folks that I've gotten to chat with and, and personally have been implementing, um, you know, some of these tools in my own life. Um, it is amazing what can be discovered when we hold that, that point of consciousness, Brendan, that you just, you just talked to. And so how do you have you each, how have each of you been able to move that conversation forward to your children? Now, Glenna, why don't you start off? Oh, the you know the children eat this stuff up. <laughs> For my kids, I mean, it's not been hard. Even my son, who's done teenage rebellion against what mom's points of views are, still use still uses these tools kind of behind my back. I see that he's still being this, um, and being the tool of who does it belong to. Growing up with it, watching my kids like this is I think eight going on nine years that they've been you know hearing me talk about this and going to. This, um, they know they know what's their stuff. They know they know what their points of views are, and they know what's not. It's really easy for me to go, "Is that yours?" And they're going, "Oh yeah, it's not mine. That's my <laughs> friends." So they're they've been able to create a reality that's their reality for years now, and they're not even adults yet. And watching how they move through the world with that is such an inspiration for me. Because wow, that's possible. You can actually change all those things. You don't have to take on anyone's, even the teacher's points of view. I mean, my daughter just, um, this week she likes to fiddle with things while, she's, while, while the teacher's lecturing in class. 
And what she's been doing is she likes to kick her shoes off and fiddle with the table underneath, but the teacher doesn't like her to take her shoes off in school, and she was came home so upset about the teacher's point of view. And I said, well, okay, what could you be and do differently at school to change this? What else could you do? She started talking to her sister and her brother about what they did. One of them doodles, the other one chews gum. And, oh, I couldn't chew gum in school. I'd get in trouble. And um, So today I walk into school, and my daughter has actually changed the teacher's reality. I walk in, and they're having a conversation, her and the teacher, about the teacher has a paperclip in her hand. She goes, well, Roshin, maybe you can bend and play with this paperclip while I'm reading, and then you can bring it back to me all in a totally different shape. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And it was the conversation we'd had. So I watched my daughter not buy into the point of view that she couldn't do it. How can I change this so the reality works for me? And she had her teacher changing it. I, was, I, I walked out with my mouth you know, wide open, like, wow, wow, what else is possible? Well, and, you know, one of, one of the things I want to stop and talk about right now is um, what is available. You know, the body of work that both of you do is, is really just an, uh, absolutely necessary in today's day and age. Um, we have heard more about generations of children growing up oversaturated by technology, not being able to do this, not having this ability, being distracted. I mean, there have been so many ways we have globally, categorically minimized some of the youth and generations of youth that have come to the forefront here in the past uh, 20 years. And you both are on a mission and you have several events that I would love for you to talk about so that folks understand that there is a way, as they're listening to the show, there is a way for, for them as well to learn some of these tools, change their lives, and change the lives of their children. So, Glenna, would you talk a little bit about what you've got up and coming? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm so excited. Brendan and I are doing a free telecall on the 24th of September at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And that's free. You can find that on my website, glennarice.com, and I believe it's up on Brendan's also, yes? Yep, and yeah. it's in our newsletter, too. Yeah, a totally yeah. different, and Brendan's website's a totally different dad, totallydifferentdad.com. Um, and then that's going to be followed by a six-week teleseries where we, um, where you get to speak with us on the phone live for an hour and a half. You get MP3s of all the recordings, written processes, and sometimes we give you what we call home play instead of homework, and you get a lot of different tools and the questions that come and the people that come on the call. They are amazing, amazing calls that change people's life. The feedback that we've gotten from the last call we have has been just amazing, and we've been, they've been requesting another one. So that starts, the, um, that call, the six-week call starts on October 1st, same time, and the free call, it's going to be a 45-minute call on September 24th, and then Brendan is going to be live in Ontario, right? He can tell you that. In um in Toronto. Toronto, sorry. Yeah, you can actually find the details on my website because I'm actually I'm like, where is it again? Uh yeah, you'll find it on there, but yeah, that'll be a live class. It'll be um it'll be an hour and a half, two hours, depending on you know, where we go with it. Um it's fifty dollars. So it's a I mean and it's gonna be great. There's a there's gonna be um there's gonna be a lot of there's there's a actual um one of the advanced uh, access classes there, the level two and three, it'll be on the evening of that. So there'll be um, lots of people around and, and yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and I want to just give out your website. For those of you that missed it and you want to find out more about Brendan, what you can do is go to his website, which is very cool. Uh, and I'll give you Glenna's website as well. TotallyDifferentDad.com. Got that? TotallyDifferentDad.com. And Glenna Rice also joining us here today. Uh, uh, I'm going to make sure that all of you know how to find out more about her. And it's really kind of simple, isn't it, Glenna? We can send them to GlennaRice.com. Right, right, yeah. I was lucky that was available when I looked at it. It's an unusual enough name that I hadn't been taken. Um, I'm also going to be in Seattle, which I'm really excited about, doing a class not on parenting, on bodies. It's like discovering what your body knows, an intro night that's going to be on Lake Union. It looks like the Puget Sound Yacht Club. We're booking the venue today. Nice. Um, on the 4th yep. of October. October 4th, right. October 4th. So I'm really excited for all the Seattle peeps to come and meet you guys in person. And um, Well, that, okay. well t- t- let's just take a moment tell folks a little bit about what the body class is, just real quick. Um I teach it a, a body class. It's a three-day body class that there's prerequisites for Bars Foundation Level 1, and there's classes going on in the Seattle area before my, before I get there if you wanted to take those. And we're learning um, hands-on body processes that will start to get you have a more um, communion with your body, to start listening to your body, hearing what your body has to tell you. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's just extraordinary. It's an extraordinary class. And the evening intro, we'll be talking about the class there and anything that anyone wants to talk to about, talk to me about bodies and what I know. I love it. And what their bodies know. We're just I love fun. it. Well, you know, both of you are amazing. And, you know, really, I mean, let's just take a minute here as we sort of summarize. You know, let's talk about the vision. You know, I, I love to talk about the vision that folks have and and the vision of where you both are in terms of access consciousness and what you see the future being like as you take this message out. And the reason I ask this question is because since, you know, you all have been on the show, um, you know, Glenner, uh, you've been on, uh, uh, Liam has been on, of course, uh, we've had, uh, you know, Dr. Dane and so forth. We've been doing a whole regular series. We've brought people into the studio that actually talked about how their lives have changed in a really short period of time. I have a personal friend net right now that the only thing I talk to her about, and you guys are going to laugh, right, because I haven't taken any of your classes, but I'm a pretty quick learner, okay? <laughs> and the only thing I talked to her about and the only tool I gave her was, you know, the, to ask that question about whether it feels light or heavy. Yeah. I, that one question has helped her get through an enormous, enormous life challenge. So this is why I'm bringing this up, and I want to hear from each of you personally about your life and your vision, and then how you see the vision for Access Consciousness as it goes globally. Brendan, why don't you start? Yeah, and you said it great, Dr. Pat. It's like the the thing of getting getting people to a place of question it's like that one that one tool if it feels light it's right if it if it's heavy maybe it's it's a lie for you and and you change a woman's reality with it and it's like and i've heard so many so many stories of people using one question like that one or who does this belong to or how does it get any better than this or what could i be or do different here that would change this and and people's lives have started changing just from that and it's like and it and oftentimes it doesn't make any sense but it's like, wow, 
when, when you see people's lives changing like that, it's like, what a gift. And that's really one of um, my targets for this is to get people to a place where they can they can question rather than looking for answers and rather than looking for solutions. And what if it was just as simple as asking a question? And if it's like, what if we didn't have to make ourselves wrong all the time? What if we didn't have to judge ourselves? I mean, that's really one of my targets with this. And I do see that there's a different possibility available on the planet. So, <clears throat> and a lot of people are asking for it now. So it's like, wow, how does it get any better than this? And what would it take to have a, what would it take to have a reality free of, you know, all this judgment and all this wrongness and sounds like fun to me. Well, it sounds like fun to me. And the other thing that I have found so amazingly important from listening to you and Glenna, you know, you're going to jump in in a minute, is what I've learned, um, let's call it vicarious learning, if, if you will. What yes. I've learned is the importance of consistency and frequency. So, uh, Glenna, maybe you could talk to this, you know, in terms of your vision. And what I mean by that is if that were the only question I learned, let's just say it is. Let's just say, you know, that I can only handle one question at a time. But if it was the only question I learned, but I used it as often as I needed to every day for the rest of my life, holy cow, what else might be possible here? Glenna, how about you? What's your vision? Well, right. You know, and I say that in a lot of classes. If you get anything out of this class tonight with me, you know, if you get anything, if you can go home with light and heavy, if you know if it's light, it works for you. If it's heavy, it's a lie, and it doesn't work for you. If you can go through the rest of your life with that tool and everything you choose from that place, your life is going to be extraordinary. It's, and, you know, and I see it all the time. I mean, I, I, every time I've chosen from light, things get bigger, greater, and more amazing. And any time I haven't, they either stay the same or they're not so fun or they're, they're a lot more work than they need to be. And, you know, over and over again, if you start using this tool, it's like a muscle you're building. And being consistent, you don't need to be, you just, if it's there all the time and you don't make yourself wrong when you forget to use it, and right. you just keep using it and using it when you remember to use it. And if you don't remember, you're like, oops, uh, well, yeah, they have this tool available. I can use this thing. Does that feel light to me to do that, to choose that? Is that heavy? Yes or no? Yes or no? Is it light or heavy? And you start u- using it. What, what's happened for me is it's so uncomfortable not to use it now that I stop, I don't forget to use it anymore. It's like right. not using it is now the uncomfortable place. Right. Not being the question. Mm-hmm. Doing control and force in my life is so much more uncomfortable than being this energy of, you know, being someone, being, being able to follow the energy of what is light and heavy that I don't even find it showing up much more in my life because it's awkward and strange feeling to me to not be in the question all the time. So my target is, you know, it, to create as much consciousness and awareness on this planet for bodies and parents and whoever I encounter and whoever wants to choose it as, as, as is possible for me. Because, you know, consciousness is awareness of everything without judgment. Awareness, you know, to be aware of everything without judgment, the consciousness of everything. And to always be able to be a question and choose from that place, from that awareness. And, all, you know, it all ties in when you're, a, the more aware you, the less judgment you have, the more aware you are, awareness you have possible. And then when you ask questions, there's more things you have, the more awareness is open to you when you ask the question to start choosing from these other possibilities of what feels light for you. So just to, you know, for as many people as can hear that as possible. Yeah, and anyone out, anyone out there who thinks that they don't actually know um, 
that they don't have this awareness and they don't actually know. It's like how many of you have um, have gone to do something, known the outcome, and, and actually known the outcome of it before you've done it and done it anyway? <laughs> it's like I did it a million times. It's like uh, I know this isn't going to work out for me, um, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, of course, it wouldn't work out. But it's like how did I know that? It's like, how do we know these things? It's like, because we just know. Yeah. Right. And that's why access has the coolest name. It's like you're, you're accessing what you know. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is, this is really, you know, for me, it, it, this is a wonderful conversation that I get to have with, with all of you at different points in time. And, and, and there's so many of our listeners, so many people out there that are really at this place. It's like a precipice. They're at this point where they're looking for uh, some insight. And the insight that is not necessarily, um, it doesn't necessarily require you to go spend 10 years and $50,000 to figure it out. Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so, yeah. So sometimes, and this is really kind of, you know, interesting to talk about here as we, you know, bring this, um, our conversation, at least for now, uh, yeah. to, to a closing point. When I speak with people about, the very little I know, they are shocked by the simplicity. Shocked. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean? A question could a question could empower me. And a question just through asking a question could change my reality. And it's like, I know. And it's like, you know, I mightn't have believed it until I saw it either. It's like when when I had my bars run that first time, and my my whole reality changed it was like wow there is you know there 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 really is something else possible i love it and i want to thank you both i'd like to ask you each one more question and wow give out your websites again i want to thank you both for everything that you're doing um you probably don't even know the people you've touched in the lives that you've changed you know, we get to hear from our listeners and in strange ways, they'll call into the show and, you know, they'll be asking a question and the next thing you know out of their mouth is something like, well, what else is possible? Now, I wonder where they heard that from. Yeah, um, yeah right. So I want to ask you one last question, each of you. And thank you again. What is your personal message? What would each of you like to leave us with right now? And Glenna, why don't you go ahead? Okay, and thank you, Dr. Pat, for having us on and getting this message out. I am so grateful for the show. So what would it take for you to choose you, to be you, and to never see anything you've ever done as wrong? To be you Mm. and change the world. We've heard that one before. There's such a sense of freedom in what you just said. I mean, it's just an enormous sense of freedom. And, yeah. you know, the time is right. Brendan, how about you? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, I, I'm, I think that's great, too, Glenna, what you said. And it's like, what if every time when you, went to, when you went to do anything, it was like, okay, what would I like to choose for me here? What would I like? And, and we've talked about these few questions. What if you just took these few questions that we've that we've looked at, like the light and heavy thing. Okay, is this light? Is this heavy? Who, and then the who does this belong to? Just those two questions. And, we, and and see what can really start to change here. I mean, you don't have to even say it out aloud. You can Something can be happening and you can say it in your head. And it's like, 
And for me, I guess when I, when I saw things change at a pace that was unbelievable, I was like, wow. So, and then I was just asking more, 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 more. So, and thank you so much for having me on here today, Dr. Pat. Well, I have to tell you, it's been an honor and a pleasure. And um, I am so committed to helping you both and all of the Access Consciousness folks get this message out. You know, I've seen the results that have shown up, you know, in my life and and, in the listeners as well in a very, very short period of time. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You know, I shared that one tool with a friend of mine who was in how should I say, a very compromised situation. And I will tell you, it has given her more freedom and has changed her life beyond anything you could know. So I so encourage everyone to find out more about the seminars going on. Go to the, you know, go to glennarice.com. Check it out. We've got lots on the Dr. Pacho website, lots of links to click and find out more. Uh, and again, thank you both for saying yes to making the world a better place. Thank yes, you, How does it get no. better than that? Oh, you? my goodness. And wow. please, out there, please um, just try even for a day um, to be kind to you. Mm. Be grateful for you and be grateful for what you contribute to the world. And it's like, what if, what if you being that kindness that you truly are was the difference? Mm. I love it. Thank you, guys. I want to thank all of our listeners again so much for tuning us in, turning us on, and for everything that you all learn. And remember, if you had any questions about this show today, always send us an, in, uh, an email at info at the com, and we make sure your questions get to the right people. Until next time, truly remember what has been said today. Please be kind to yourself. You really are your best person. Stay tuned for the next segment of the Dr. Pat Show next week, right here, same time. We'll see you then. It's stepping down your soapbox is way too high overgrown See the ground or touch the sky, your high horse is taken north and left to you, nowhere to be found, better off dead. Or so you said, but don't worry, we all fall down somehow. Oh, someday, not somehow, not me. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. I used to be afraid, and now I love. 
I feel like fear just cripples you and love frees you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing and changing from fear to love and showing people that that's the only way. I love, I love, I love. I no longer fear. Thank you.